Hi there, Shipping Nick here and welcome to the Shipping 5 cast, the show that's one better than that show I used to be a part of. No, just kidding. It still is the Shipping Forecast. I am just standing in as editor because uh, James is off learning to drive and uh, he doesn't have the mental capacity to learn how to drive and to edit a show at the same time, which is fair enough. In place of a cold open, though, I just thought I would bring you a sound effect which I found um, while going through the uh, various raw footage and cutting and sticking it to make it sound like a, a relatively coherent podcast. This is the sound of James knocking his microphone and then shushing it and then laughing at it. I hope you enjoy. (laughs) And here it is reversed. (laughs) And here he is down a mine. Now that I've got that out of my system, I'll return you to your regularly scheduled programme. Hope you enjoy. Talking of horror stories, I did want to tell Grace something while we had a recording on. Oh, okay. Okay. So, maybe we'll use this at the code open, I don't know. Um... To begin with, Nick is editing this episode, not me. Dun, dun, dun. And that's a horror story in itself. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> so the reason for that is I'm going to be spending the next two weeks learning to drive. A little bit spooked about that. We'll see how it goes. You'll be fine, mate. I've got every faith in you. I learned something from my American colleagues at work. So here in Britain, during the coronavirus lockdowns, they've suspended driving tests. So... No one was doing lessons, no one was learning, because it wasn't really safe. America did the same thing. Mm -hmm. But what they didn't do is they didn't suspend handing out driving licenses. And as it stands now, there are three states where you don't need to do a practical test. You just have a couple hours driving with your parents, and you can send off for a license. Is Is this the start of America's degeneration into a lawless Mad Max style I, I get the feeling it is because at least one state Wisconsin has said you know what no there is now no practical test before our driving license handoffs oh I mean there you is... can just apply for one and they'll give it to you that oh as long as your parents approve that you have been good and you've earned a driving license it's all on the parents you don't need to actually do anything Oh, yeah, because parents are always trustworthy people. 100%. I mean, I, I I knew that America didn't have sort of the equivalent of the MOT in, yeah. in uh, over here in some states, which led to some quite horrendously conditioned vehicle, uh, you know, vehicles out on the roads, which would be pulled over and crushed immediately if, if, the, if it happened in Britain. Mm-hmm. But it's the drivers, too. Drivers, too. That explains all the dash cam footage I've watched from America. Yeah. And at least one person I work with, I don't know what state they're from, hmm. um, there was only the written test. Wow. And that's a step up from several other states who will just send you a license. So, welcome to America, where they really do hand licenses out with packets of cereal. Yeah. 
So if I fail in the next two weeks, I'm off to Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, just get a transfer, get a license, transfer back. Jobs are good. Take your mum with you to teach you a bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't want to learn from my mum. So, so long as I can be involved in the choosing of the car <laughs> that we're going to learn in, uh, you can take me quite happily. I'm never calling you Daddy Nick, just for the record. No, no, that's fine. I just want to grow a mullet and drive around in a muscle car. Okay. Well, maybe we'll do a US trip one day. We'll see. Yes, when we do our world tour. In the meantime, hello everyone. Welcome to the Shipping Forecast. Today, Nick's editing. Which means I'm not in charge anymore. I'm handing off my responsibilities. Nick, over to you. You've watched me do it enough times. I'm sure you can figure it out. Off your pump. Yep, okay, uh, hello and welcome to the Shipping Forecast. Joining me today, as always, is James. Hello. And Grace. Hello. And I am here too. <laughs> of course, this is all going to depend on uh, whether I can uh, get to grips with the uh, the editing machine that we use here. So um, hopefully you'll hear us uh, in two weeks' time from this recording. But maybe it's you the won't. same editing machine you use to record, Nick. <laughs> I've written a handy guide that is several pages long. Yeah. And it has pictures. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be okay. Uh, it will be fine. That's not me being patronising. I prefer guides with pictures. So I've taken a bunch of screenshots of when I edited the last episode. And in MS Paint, I've drawn little lines saying, click here to do this. <laughs> and that kind of thing. So, I have some confidence in you. That's it, I, I can't fault you. Um, you just haven't taught me how to add sound effects, which is probably for the best. <laughs> I don't need to teach them. It's the same way you'd add uh, me and Grace talking. Oh, fucking hell yeah, we'll go next <laughs> time. You, you just drag and drop. <laughs> Actually, no, I, it is. There is, because uh, the intro and outro are sound effects too, so... Oh, okay. You just need to have a separate track for sound effects. Dead easy. Got it. You're going to be putting fart sounds all over me talking now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm dreading this, listening to this when we're done. Maybe not fart sounds, but we'll see what's in the royalty-free box. Either that or I'll make my own. Oh, no. There's a rover going in someone's garage, I like. <laughs> Grace, I know it's short notice, but do you want to edit the episode? No. <laughs> I have faith in Nick, it'll be fine. Saying that, dear listener, uh, I probably should mention that not only do I have to edit this episode, but I have been using my conservatory as a spray booth for most of the day. So oh, I've God. been in an enclosed space with a lot of paint fumes. <laughs> this may get interesting. Excellent. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and I know Grace is running on three hours sleep as well. Oh, yeah. So, uh... <laughs> We did have uh, a little bit of a, a quandary, dear listener, to either bring you the planned conclusion to our Persona arc, or just to do an easy, chill Chaos episode. Mm -hmm. And I think I think we're going with Persona now. We're going with Persona, so we'll it's see It's not too happens. late to run away, if you guys change your minds. <laughs> change your minds halfway through. Maybe not halfway, but like this, this is the off-ramp. Like, as soon as you ask me what I'm reading, because I assume I'm going first, because I've put thought into this. Yeah, that's uh, that's absolutely fine. You can it's go up first to you, you guys. Want. I mean, again, Nick's in charge. Establish a turn order. Assert dominance, Nick. Yeah. 
You've seen me do it plenty of times. Yep, okay, so, uh, turn order. Uh, I hope you've all brought something short. No. <laughs> sort of, yes. <laughs> One's roughly 20 minutes long. 7,000 words. 7,000 words, right, okay. It's, it's, it's not too bad, I suppose. Uh, yeah, so, Jim, do you want to go first? I'll go second, and then Grace will go last. Yeah, okay. Suits me fine. Yeah. Because mine's quite short, so I can sort of whiz through the middle. Okay. Any other things you want to talk about? I want to pour one out for the Bayonetta fandom, because I've been watching that slowly. I'll slowly disintegrate. <laughs> Into heterosexualness. <laughs> so much drama. There was a lot of drama before the game, out- game, game, game came out. And after the game came out, we found out Bayonetta has had a heterosexual relationship with a male character that is not, in fact, roommates to lovers with Jean. Oh no. Yeah, you know, the most famous Sega lesbians you'll ever come across. Oh, that's... Are there any other Sega lesbians? That's a shame. I couldn't see why that's a shame. Yeah. So yeah, um... I'm, I'm fully on, on train. The bloke's a donor. <laughs> and you can't convince me otherwise. No, they kiss. They kiss I in the game. Off. Platonic. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's a platonic kiss. It's a platonic, mm. like... Tonsil tennis competition. Platonic <laughs> <laughs> top. Okay, Nick, write that down. That should probably be the title of the episode. Okay, so is there tongue in the kiss? I don't know. I've not played the game. Right. If there's no tongue, it doesn't count. Okay. Them's the rules, which I just made up. We'll kiss our homies goodnight. Am I right? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's supposed to be on the. On the gay bayonetta side, do you say yes to that? Oh, yeah, right, e- yeah, exactly, Jim. I lean towards bisexual bayonetta, but I think she should be settling down with Jean. Yeah, to be fair. Okay, fair enough. Because she's always flirted with Luca, the the man that she ends up with. Hmm. And yeah, so she's not not attracted to men, but I think Jean should be her life partner. Talking of lovely lesbians, written by the Sega team. I have here Scheduling Conflicts by Agathian Wrights. Ah, okay. Yeah. Segway. That's it. Uh, scheduling Conflicts is right. This is basically what happens when Jim wants to do podcast and I want to go to a diesel gala. <laughs> or I have other life obstacles. Yes. I'd appreciate it if you didn't read the summary. I think it'll be more interesting if it comes as a surprise. Okay, I've skipped by the summary and I am now looking at the notes. Perfect. This is a Persona 4 fic starring Risei Kujikawa, who is the pop idol from the start of the game. She becomes your kind of... She's your handler, essentially, when you go into the dungeon. She's, like, doing the radar and keeping an eye on things. Oh, okay. Would it help you guys if I pulled up some pictures? Yes, please do. Perfect. Give me a second. There's a lot of dead air here I'm going to have to cut out. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Ah, you'll be fine. That is the easiest part. That's that's it, but um, there is a little voice in, inside my head just saying, post the raw, you coward. <laughs> Don't you dare! <laughs> <laughs> so, this is Rise. She was formerly a pop star. She had anxiety issues and stage performance stuff, so she moved back to her small town of Inaba, where the game happens. Oh, sensible. And she works. She works in a tofu shop. She has a very big crush on the main character. She full-on simps for, I believe his name is Yu, by default. Okay. 
Full disclosure, I didn't like her initially. Reading this fic changed my mind about Riso and made me sort of understand her a little bit better. It's, it's kind of interesting when fanfic can make you do that. Hmm, absolutely. I'm tempted to play it again and romance her now, now that I've seen this. Oh, that's, that's nice. But we shall see if I ever get round to that. Yeah. Oh, one other thing about Persona. They are set during a certain amount of time. Persona 4 starts in, I believe it's April, and ends in February of the next year. Okay. This story is set around Christmas. They have defeated what was the final boss, and then the DLC boss is coming up. That's sort of where we are in terms of time. So our story begins. It's snowing. Christmas Eve in Japan, it's a very romantic time, rather than a family time. It's it's when you go out for dates and things like that. Oh, okay, so do they kind of do things the other way around? Like, I've always thought that sort of Christmas Eve, Christmas Day is time for family, but New Year's Eve is time for friends. Yeah, yeah it's kind of the opposite over there. Christmas is very much like the romance holiday. A romance and a KFC. Yeah, and KFC, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> really? KFC is really popular in Japan as, like, the holiday food. Yeah, I saw the adverts. Because turkey, they don't really grow turkeys over there, but... Grow turkey? Breed turkeys. But they do have a lot of fried chicken. So actually, uh, for our uh, overseas listeners, if you ever come to the UK, if you sort of go into uh, Northumberland and stuff like that, you will see turkey plantations as far as the eye can see. Rows and rows of turkeys growing in the morning autumn mist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So our story begins the night of Christmas Eve. Hmm. Rise, she's dressed up, she's looking good. She is wearing a big fluffy sweater and jeans that make her ass look great. Okay. It's go time. The first couple of paragraphs of this is just showing how good she's set up right now. Ah, she's she's gone and got herself dead. Yeah. She's got herself dead. She's off to the main character's house. Oh. And she goes in, she knocks at the door. She knows his uncle, who you've been living with, is out, along with your cousin. She's also out. So it's just the main character home. The Dojima household? Yes. You're living with your uncle, Ryotaro Dojima, <laughs> who I like to think is related to the dragon of Dojima. He's got to be, come on. The same, same developers, so yeah. could be. Who knows? Same publishers, I should say. So, Risei knocks on the door. Gets herself looking in, like, a cool, calm pose, waiting for him to open the door. Nothing happens. Oh, no. She knocks again, a bit more determined, gets back into her cool pose. No one's there. Okay, it's time I use the key. So, she has a key to the house. She opens it up. Goes in. Hang on, hang on. Yeah? If they knew she had a key... Then she'll just let herself in. They know she's got a key. She's got a key that you don't need to knock on the door. You're just like, I hope I'm coming in. And you just open the fucking door. <laughs> Honestly, she should have said something, to be fair. Because I, I would. If if one of my friends had given me a key to their house and there was yeah. no answer. I suppose that would be invitation to let yourself in. Yeah. Yeah, but not any time. You give him some forewarning. You give him a little message. Yo, can I come round? Exactly. And she didn't give him forewarning. Because she assumed he would be alone on Christmas Eve. Also, she's done a bit of stalking, done a bit of research. She has done zero research. <laughs> she, so she goes in, and it's clear there were two people downstairs recently. Like, the um, the Katatsu is still warm, and she can hear a knocking coming from upstairs. Oh, no. So she goes upstairs, 
and she can see the door is slightly ajar, and Yukiko Amagi, the one who wears the red cardigan, is there, and you is there, and they are pounding. They're pounding like animals. Oh no, Paul Risha. Yeah. She is frozen, unable to move. You says, I love you, Yukiko. <laughs> Yukiko says, I love you too. Ow. <laughs> they keep at it, and she's just watching from the door. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, just to twist the knife. Oh. Back away, back away, woman. Stop watching. Yeah, she does. She backs away. After being briefly paralyzed with horror, she backs away. She's thinking, how did this happen? Like, there were no signs. Except, except the time they baked a cake together. And there was the time they went to the fireworks show together. And there was the time when I asked him who he fancies. And he said her, but that was as a joke, right? Oh no, they've been dating the whole time. And I didn't notice. Aww. Oh no. The sides were all there. She's just been blanking them out. Just blanking them out. Yeah, she's been so in denial. To be fair, we've all been there. <sighs> no, we haven't. No, we have. Well, we have a little. <laughs> so, distraught by this, she goes, Okay. My plans for Christmas have been ruined. Time to Girls' go to night. Oh, girls' night, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> girls' night at KFC. Girls' night, not at KFC. They don't have a KFC in Edinburgh. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so she's off to meet her girl, Chie. Hmm. So, Chie, Yukiko, best friends. If Yukiko's there, that means is probably alone, not doing anything with no plans. Goes to Chie's house, we're gonna have a hot chocolate, we're gonna have girls' nights, we're gonna do all of that. She walks up to Chie's house. She can smell steak cooking in the garden. Mm-hmm. Chie loves a steak. The garden? They're having a campfire outside. Oh, fucking hell, what? In the middle of winter, Chie's a fucking lunatic, but I love her. Best girl. <laughs> As she gets closer, she hears Chie go, Keep it down! In a stage whisper. And that's when she sees Chie with Yosuke. And they're both sat in camping chairs. And Chie is reaching over, giving him a handy. Oh, f- again? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Not so hard. Don't grip it so tight. Yosuke whined. His face twisted. An exertion as he attempted to keep himself from orgasm. In the cold, brisk December air, I don't think it was that. It was probably her hands were frozen. And her hands are just... gonna be free. This this sounds like a bad time for Yosuke. This is probably a very cold hand job. He's got a dick bite on his helmet. What? That isn't right. Oh, Grace. <laughs> <That> isn't... <laughs> Hang on, no, dick on. bite. Hang on. Frostbite. Oh, dick bite on his helmet. Dick bite is a different thing. <laughs> he's got a frostbite on his helmet. There we go. I think Dick Bice is the sequel to Teeth, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I've just had the line, Dick Bite Hotshot Detective, come into my head. <laughs> <laughs> Detective Dick Bite. Dick Bite, you're a loose cannon. No, God damn it, you get results. We said you undercover as a prostitute, you keep biting off people's dicks. <laughs> it's in my nature, boss. <laughs> Dick Bite by name. Dick Bite by nature. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Chie is giving him a sad, cold hand. I didn't even think about the heat. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, a, a cold hand job with yeah. cold hands. And yeah. you know what? I changed my mind. He is justified in his complaining about that situation. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, "Well, you can do it yourself if you want." And he's just like, "No, I'm sorry. It's fine. Keep going. I didn't mean it. Please don't stop." And Risa is just sat there going, "What?" When did this happen? <laughs> and then Yosuke goes, Chie, could you could you do the thing? Turns out the thing is 
a thigh job. Oh, right. Which makes sense because she's like the kicker in the team. So okay. she's probably got she's got quite muscular thighs. Yeah. Risa is just watching this from <laughs> from out, I guess the driveway, just being like, "What? <laughs> what the fuck is this?" She's like, "Okay, time for me to leave. I'm texting Naoto." Now Naoto is the detective prince who turned out to be a lady. Okay. Naoto, had a terrible night. Coming to yours for comfort and girl talk. Have hot chocolate and tissues ready. Thanks. Then she storms away. Is Naoto going to be banging as well? We'll find out. Rise reaches their house. Naoto's butler lets her in. Uh, she's a familiar face at the place by now. Rise heads straight upstairs to Naoto's room. Opens it up. She's giving Kanji a tit wank. <sighs> And she texted beforehand and it all still went wrong. <laughs> she texted beforehand. She didn't check to see if she got a reply. Um. So yeah, she's giving him a tit wank. This is big because Naoto doesn't like her boobs. Like, that's that's part of her character. And it's mentioned in here that, yeah, that she's realising, you know, it's making Kanji happy, so maybe these are okay. Risa is genuinely happy for the two dorks that they finally found each other. But that happiness was dwarfed by how infuriated she was that, once again, being left with nowhere to go. It's shit. Happiness to me, she bitterly thought as she slammed the front door behind her. <laughs> so that's almost all of her friends, leaving the bear mascot, who she wouldn't want to spend time with at all, because, like, he's too optimistic and weird. Oh, on honestly, love, just, at this point, just go home. Yeah, put a film on. There are Christmas parties she could go to. But going there would mean she would have to put on like the idol face, be reset, which is like her idol persona. Hmm. Uh. She'd have to be all happy and chipper, and she's not in the mood for that. She's just walked in on three <laughs> separate times. <laughs> Walking home angrily, she falls over in the snow, and it's just one thing after another for her. Oh God! I... <laughs> so she just sits on the side of the road and just has a little sob. Oh. And that's when she hears a voice uh, from someone saying, What the hell are you doing down here? I'm going to introduce another character, uh, Marie. Marie was a DLC character. Okay. Little bit of a Mary Sue, especially in her character design. Right, I see. Another quick picture. So that's Marie. Okay. This game came out in 2007, 2008. I can yeah. see it. And I think that says a lot about the choices they made in creating her character design. She's kind of a scene kid. Yeah, she is. So she isn't human, is the other thing I should add. But she's doing the paper round anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. Just because the scene kids doesn't make them any less human. <laughs> <laughs> so she is a mysterious transfer student who has lost her memory. And spoilers for Persona 4, she is actually a god. She is Izanami, who is the Japanese god of creation. How do gods get themselves into these situations? It's really shit, isn't it? <laughs> I know, right? Um, she is also kind of written as like a canon romance option for the main character. Right, okay. Of course. Date the deity. There's a lot of rivalry between her and Rise. Okay. And there's a bit of overlap in their personalities too. Hmm. She also writes goth poetry a lot. Which you <laughs> get to read in the game. It's quite funny when you find that. Is it? Is it properly edgy? Yeah. yeah oh it is. my god. Mm -hmm. It's her who says... What the hell are you doing down there? I really looks up and goes, Oh, great, it's her. That bitch. <laughs> yeah, Marie turns to Risa. What's up with you, idle girl? 
Hiding in the snow from your legions of fans? All that expensive designer wear won't last long if you sh shove snow directly at it. Reese goes, at least I dress for the weather. Because <laughs> she's dressed like that. Just in the middle of Christmas. <laughs> You're still dressed like a clearance sale to charity, charity store. Have you ever even heard of a mirror? Clothes are supposed to coordinate, not give migraines to everyone who sees you. Oh, so the claws are definitely out. The claws are fully out, and I love it. <laughs> and like, whereas crying in the snow like a little girl is a really good look. What happened? Did your daddy refuse to buy you the teddy bear you really wanted? They just keep going at this. I won't yeah. read it all, but it, it's very funny. <laughs> Marie sits down next to her. And that's when Ruse notices that her eyes are a little bit red as well. And just like that, Ruse understood. He left you here alone here too, huh? Ruse said softly. And Marie fell silent. Oh, they've... yeah, they finally understand. Yeah. I wanted to see him, but I don't know where he lives or how to get there, Marie said, quietly. I've only been there once, and I didn't know where any of the rest of you are. I've been kicked out of my dimension for the night, so I'm stuck here. Kicked out of my dimension for the night. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing there. She was kicked out of the room. She's referring to the Velvet Room, which is oh. the special pocket dimension where her and all of the attendants live. That's Persona law stuff. Oh, okay. I didn't want to get too bogged down in that. However, uh, I've been kicked out of my dimension. It also sounds good. It's yeah. exactly what some kind of pretentious uni student who's trying to make a new personality for, for themselves <laughs> would say. <laughs> yeah, I guess you would. Yeah. Okay, so Personas come from a man called Igor, who mm -hmm. is like this god thing, and he's been looking after Marie. Mm -hmm. along with his other attendant, Margaret. But that's a whole other story for another time. Okay. So he's kicked her out to be told her to find fulfillment, or whatever that means. Is that basically just go out and get your rocks off? Pretty much. Okay. And that's when Rise sort of looks at her, feels bad, and says, Marie, would you like to hang out with me tonight? Oh. We then cut... To uh, to them having a good drink, Marie's like, "He's with Red? Are you shitting me?" <laughs> and they're just they're sort of having their girls' nights. They are both underage drinking, and they are both massive lightweights. But it's Christmas; they're sixteen or however old they are. Fair enough. They've had a rough night. Ah, them were the days. <laughs> Maybe you should cut us in saying we don't encourage underage drinking. But Nick, you're the editor today. You're in charge. <laughs> The shipping forecast would like to remind you that underage drinking is bad. Mm -hmm. Bad also to the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We all did underage drinking. Yeah, we all did underage drinking. Britain's drink. got a real problem with that. Yeah, exactly. Britain does have a real problem with that. So um, for all our listeners out there, uh, do as we say, not as we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So they're all having their girly chat and... Marie starts bitching about Yukiko and Marie, and Marie says, like, no, no, she's, they're, they're good for each other. They'll be fine. It's, I'm not bitter, that kind of thing. Hmm. And eventually they realize something about each other, and uh, Risa goes in for a kiss. <gasps> what a shock. This is a Marie Risa fic, and there's a fairly graphic sex scene for the next couple of paragraphs. Oh, I, they found each other. Oh, that's lovely. They found each other. It's very wholesome. Hmm. They, um,. There's a lot of uh, cunning linguists in this fic, and <laughs> I encourage everyone to go read that on their own time. Yeah, you could say this fic kind of lingers. Oh, it sure does. Mm. 
Marie has bigger tits than Rise. Rise's not impressed. And there's sort of an argument. So, well, mine are smaller and perkier, and that's better. And she's like, eh, sure, whatever. So it's all going on, and they're still having a spat. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Fuck's sake. They're rivals, but they're shagging. Yeah, enemies to lovers. Yes. Yeah. While still being enemies. While, while being still lovers. being enemies, yeah. Yes. Uh, my favourite line in this particular bit. As I mentioned, Marie is a bit of a god. <laughs> a, a little bit of a god. Yeah. And... While Marie is going down on Rise, a spark of lightning comes from her tongue by accident. Ooh. Zaps Rise's clit. The ensuing blast of raw pleasure was far too much, far more than anything the idol had been prepared to handle. She had been plugged into the mains and she died. She which... briefly got plugged into the mains. She rocketed immediately into the strongest orgasm of her life. I don't think that's how it works, but okay. <laughs> Panting quickly, and eyes still heavily glazed, Rise looked down at Marie. The black-haired girl was touching her own tongue with a look of genuine surprise. How did you do that? Rise demanded. I've no idea, Marie said. With almost a maddening strength, Rise pushed Marie onto her back, turning around and shoving her ass down onto Marie's face. The idol's pussy straight over the taller girl's mouth. You're not coming up for air until you do that again. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so that really tickled me. Yep, fair enough. Cut to the end of the smarts. They're cuddling. She's happy. She's glad for at least one night she hadn't felt alone. Aww. And I thought that was quite sweet. Yeah, that is nice. So before I finish this fic, there is one last section of the story. And it cuts to two months later, in February. Hmm. Bit of background about the Persona games. It's at this point in the game where Marie regains her memory. And she is driven by her dark side to destroy the world. Fuck's sake. Oh, wow, okay. It's up to our plucky teens to go in there and show her the true meaning of friendship and also kick her ass. <laughs> With the power of friendship, of course. With the power of friendship and their personas, which are just stands for anyone who's not played Persona. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So, they're in that final battle with Marie. Risei's doing her bit at the back. She's sort of coordinating the fight, telling everyone strengths, weaknesses, all that kind of stuff. And then it hit her. Holy shit, I fucked a god. (laughs) (laughs) And that really made me laugh. You would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. So after the battle, Marie returns to her normal alt-girl form. Marie had been hugging you for a very long time now, and Rise could feel her temper rising. The worst bit was, Rise wasn't actually sure who she was jealous of. Oh. You think that's long enough for a moving hug? Shouldn't you let go now? And Marie's just looking smug. <laughs> oh, that bitch. <laughs> Rise thought. <laughs> you are so gonna get it later. <laughs> and I thought that was really nice. Yeah. As I say, wasn't a Rise guy when I played the games. This has shown me a new side to her. I'm probably going to replay it again at some point and romance her. I kind of empathise with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys used to feel the same. I couldn't stand Valentine's Day, right? Yeah. No, I, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, that's it. So as as a teen, I decided, no, you know what? I'm I'm not going to sit in the house and mope about... Uh, I thought I'd just go on like a 20 mile bike ride, you know, put me tunes in, see a bit of the countryside, clear my head, that sort of thing. 
Mm. I got a puncture, and oh. the puncture oh. was just outside Beverly. And I thought... it's a long way. Yeah, so like, I thought, that it, it'll be fine. I'll, I'll be able to... I, I didn't have a puncture repair kit. So I thought, I'll go to my grandparents, who live just the other side of Beverly. The only problem is, Beverly is quite a nice market town. And um, a lot of people were there out on dates. So I had to walk through mm-hmm. this aforementioned nice market town, pushing a bike while everybody else was having a better time than me. The very thing you're trying to get away from. Yeah, yeah. the worst <laughs> Valentine's Day I have ever had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Singles awareness day. Yeah, I can believe that. And yeah, that sucks. <laughs> so I can kind of empathise. But you know what didn't suck? This fic. Agathian writes... I had a blast reading this. You set up all the couples that I am into in Persona 4. Like, Naoto and Kanji is my OTP. Chie and Yosuke. Fantastic. Love them. Mm. Yeah, this ticks every box for me, and thank you. I notice, Agathion, you've written a fair few in the Trails of Cold Steel. Uh, this reminds me very much of Estelle and Josette and how they interact, and I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I just wanted to point out that similarity, and... It's another reason that I really liked this fic. So, thank you. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. It's, it's kind of nice seeing two characters which wouldn't normally get on, sort of sharing... Yeah, one of my favourite dynamics is people who are enemies because they're so similar. Yeah. And then realising that about themselves. I think that's very wholesome and lovely, and that's exactly what happened here. Uh, sharing a drink called loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Joel, Piano Man, for anybody else who was curious. I see. Oh. <laughs> I didn't get that reference. But yes, thank you, Agathian Wrights. Mm. I look forward to reading more of your stuff. Yeah, that was good fun. So, Nick, what have you been reading? Uh, okay, I have been reading. Now, it may surprise you to know this, uh, dear listener, and James and Grace, for that matter, that I know less than nothing at all about the Persona series of games. I have come to realise that, yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. So basically, what I decided to do instead was the same thing that I do in all of these situations when I don't know much about the uh, the fandom, I find a crossover. Oh, yeah. Okay. And boy, did I find one. I found a crossover called... Uh, just one thing more, Mr. Shido, sir. This is the Columbo one. Yep, oh by God. Irving IV, which is a cross between Persona 5 and Columbo. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and Columbo's in it. That's it. So, anyway, I did some uh, research on who Shido was. He is, of course, one of the main antagonists from Persona 5. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a powerful, highly charismatic and confident politician, but in reality, he's the leader of a, like a big conspiracy um, in the yes. form of an antisocial force, which made me laugh, uh, attempting to overthrow the current government. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I just saw many similarities in that between, of course, Mr. Shido and uh, some of the politicians that we have to deal with in the UK. Yeah, he re- always reminded me a lot of David Cameron. Yes. Only instead of having sexual intercourse with a pig, he tried to assault a girl, and then our Persona Five protagonist intervened. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to remind everyone what David Cameron did. No one should forget what David Cameron did. Okay, he he didn't really he didn't really fuck a pig. He fucked a dead pig's head. Doesn't matter. It's still you, bad. Which, depending on what you think of it, is probably either worse, better, or just the same. 
I still want everyone to know. Ashido is roughly as bad as David Cameron. Uh, yeah, he, he's got the whole sort of um, bald with goatee going on. Mm-hmm. But of course, it turns out Columbo's holidaying in Japan, and of course he of course. decides to go visit Mr. Shido and find a little bit out about him. Okay. Shido is currently uh, in his office and he's panicking a little bit because uh, there just wasn't enough time. He couldn't learn how to formally greet someone in English in half an hour. <laughs> they was trying to say Columbo, uh, but it's not really working you know he's, he's having trouble wrapping his tongue around the l allophonic sounds were a real bitch and a half and of course as uh, as everybody knows there's nothing wrong with failing or with struggling of getting the hang of something new but this is bothering shido because he's mr perfect he is utterly flawless in every way and he doesn't want to be seen to be to be struggling mm-hmm. but he's got this appointment for 9 30 and at 9 28 there's a knock which echoes through his office well he's early that's it, he sort of fumbles a little bit, you know, for another 30 <laughs> seconds or so, and there's another knock, and he says, you may enter my office, but presumably in Japanese. Um, sadly, I don't know any Japanese. I reckon you tried to say it in English. That's it, yeah, so you, you, dear listener, will have to sort of fill that out in your own head. Yeah, no, reading it, I get the impression he said that in English. Oh, maybe so then. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. He's thinking, yeah, that was, that was fine, that was authoritative, uh, it'll put the willies up him, that sort of thing. And the door handle's turning, and then crumpled detective walks in. Hello, Mr. Shido, sir. It's very nice to meet you. The bastard had learned Japanese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shido's there, sort of scowling, then thinks to himself, no, I shouldn't scowl, he can see me. But ever the dramatist, he realises that the sunlight's behind him, and uh, it'll be shadowing his expression going forward. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon there's, like, a, a feng shui for... Um... For villains? Oh, honestly, yes. Where you've got to rearrange your desk to make sure the sunlight comes in at like, the most annoying angle for heroes, to make you look as menacing as possible. Yeah, I mean, if there was like a villain high school, they'd, they'd teach that. It'd be part of your sort of like ominous 101. I'm sure we can find villain high school somewhere in anime or one of the boy love games that Grace plays. Oh, honestly, 100%. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for putting that out there. <laughs> Where was the lie? <laughs> oh dear. Of course, they call uh, Columbo the crumpled detective because he looks a bit old, uh, a bit feeble, his coat's ragged, hands trembling slightly, you know. What the file on him said 678 solved homicide cases. Shido, understandably, bricking it because mm-hmm. of all the terrible things he's done. <laughs> you know, Columbo's just looking around in his, in his way. Uh, I must say, you have a very fine office, sir. The morning sunlight is simply enchanting. And uh, Shido's thinking, well, thank fuck for that. I can I can speak my native tongue. And ever the politician, he's you know mentioning. I hope my greeting was as good as yours, Lieutenant. You've got a good grasp of my language. The lieutenant sort of smiling back at him. You did very well, sir. I'd say as well as you could have, given the short notice before my visiting and all. Oh, he's pulling the shit out now. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Absolutely. He's pulling the. I know you better than you know yourself. Shit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Columbo's sort of pulling his detective work stuff, but Shido can't help himself even after all these years compliments still felt good dear god he was becoming a catchy oh dear well i felt you'd be more comfortable if i did speaking of comfort would you like some wine and columbo's like no no i, I don't drink this early in the day but i do eat have you had breakfast sir then columbo sort of reaching through his pockets i keep snacks on hand all the time just for this sort of thing <laughs> and he you know throws a small plastic bag in in shido's general direction 
<laughs> so uh, Shido has to reach and catch this bag of... It's basically like fruit and nut, that sort of thing. Mm. Inside the bag was a mix of salted nuts, chocolate and dried fruit. And it's uh, grape, apricot, peanut and walnut, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, my, my favourite mixture, sir. My wife likes hers with plum. Columbo takes out another bigger bag and puts it on the desk and sort of starts eating from it. Uh, I was hoping that you could help me with something, sir. Nothing big, just answering a few questions I had. Don't feel like you need to stop eating, sir. I'll ask the yes and no questions first. She was like, hmm. Oh, dear. And so he's asking about the uh, psychotic breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Do you also <laughs> think these psychotic breakdowns are not a naturally occurring phenomenon? Ah, there it was. Shido was expecting this, and uh, he sort of sways his hand in like a sort of motion. You know, there there could be, there couldn't be. Holds up a dry grape in lieu of an explanation. You know when you're sort of eating something and you want to talk, but you've got the food in your hand and you're sort of holding it up like, hang on a second, I'll talk to you in a minute when my mouth's not full. Yeah. I I see your point, sir. Columbo scribbles something down. Naturally occurring, made more common by human activity, possibly deliberate. And Shido nodded, (laughs) takes a large sip of wine. And then Columbo says... Do you believe that the psychotic shutdown cases are linked to the mental shutdown cases? And it dun, takes dun, dun. all of Shido's resolve not to do a spit take. Like, he is, he is fucking panicked. Colombo smiling at him even broader now, and, you know, writing down in his notepads. And honestly, that's where the fic ends. I kind of want to see more of this, because that was written exactly like a Colombo episode. The bit where he comes in, and he's talking to the villain, and the villain's, like, in the back of his mind going, yeah, you, you, you know fuck all, mate. You don't know fuck all. I'm going to get away with this. <laughs> and then Columbo just sort of like slowly digs and digs and digs until he's got all the information that he needs and then sticks him with the fucking killer, which, which basically... Mm-hmm. The one more thing. I keep saying it as a meme. That's it. The, <laughs> the, the one more thing, which basically blows the case wide open and gives Columbo everything that he needs to go and fucking nail the bastard. So yeah, I I enjoyed that. It was short but very very sweet, and um, yeah. I want to see Columbo as a character in the Persona universe. <laughs> so from what I've been told, Columbo is quite popular in Japan. Oh really? Is he? Yeah, but he's 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 shown up in anime and things like that. Oh bloody hell! It's like a sidekick. I think it was. I think it's Lupin the Third. Columbo shows up in canonically. Oh really? Oh right. Yeah. I I could be full of shit. Someone told me that once. <laughs> I'm inclined to believe it. I'd um yeah, I'd, I'd like to look that up. It's kind of been a nice introduction to the Persona universe having uh like I mean, a, f- a familiar You found character. out who the villain is right away, so it may not be the best introduction, but Well, yeah, but this this is it. Like it's nice to have a familiar character to sort of hold your hand. Mm. You know. Columbo's one of uh, probably one of the best people for doing that because Columbo's just like really nice Sunday afternoon viewing, you know, you get curled up on the couch with a cup of tea. And, you know, there he is on the screen solving crimes and stuff in his sort of gentle, crumpled way. And, yeah, I enjoyed seeing him in the Persona universe giving one of the main villains the runaround. Mm. And he certainly deserves a runaround because he was a piece of shit. Yeah, absolutely. This might make me play the Persona games now. Well, 5 is on the Switch now. It is. And 4 and 3 is sometime next year. What would have made this even better is if at some point Columbo said, Now, you'll never see it coming. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Such a banger. 100%. Mm -hmm. Well played, Grace. That is my only critique. Try and get that in there. (laughs) 9 out of 10 would be a 10 if 
you made a you'll never see it coming joke. In yeah. There. <laughs> and then Columba helping to defeat the uh, the villain with the power of friendship and his basset hand, which he calls Doc. Okay. I'm going to use JoJo terminology because it's basically the same as Persona, but it's more relatable for you guys. Hmm. What would Columbo's stand be? I don't think he'd have one. I think he'd just come and flick his cigar at the thing in the <laughs> eye and then it would go down. And I'd be like, well, you know, always aim for the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. His, his sort of questioning earlier in the, uh, earlier in the game uh, would have revealed like the biggest weakness and then he'd just go for that. Mm. Yeah, yeah he, he wouldn't need to. So his, his stand would maybe be, since his song name's Question by the Moody Blues, because that's what he does. He just asks questions. I mean, Moody Blues is a stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Its power is to... Um, it can it's recreate crime scenes. Power. It recreates scenes, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> like, so it transforms into the shape of a person and can rewind that person's time. Like, if I wanted to know what you were doing, Nick, an hour ago, it could... I could make it look like you rewind time to an hour ago and it would be showing what you did an hour ago. Yeah, it wouldn't rewind time, it would just be acting out what was Oh, there. sorry, yeah. yeah. It would act out what you did an hour ago. Maybe your stand would be... Uh, the, yeah, uh, Moody Blues Moody would Blues. sue him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sure a Persona similar to that would work. I mean, Persona, it's it's less rock music and more um, mythology they rip from. Yeah, I see. Orpheus was the main stand of Persona 3, you get the idea. Yeah, so, yeah, he'd, he'd have um, something to do with finding out information. Uh, oh, let me think. Go stand for that. I mean, As Asen shows up as a persona, so mm. Sherlock Holmes could easily show up as a persona. Oh yeah. By that logic. Yeah. Miss Marple just comes. Yeah. Out. <laughs> <laughs> but hench as fuck. <laughs> yeah, Columbo's persona is Poirot in my mind. You can't convince me otherwise. They are, yeah, quite sort of similar characters, both like sort of short cool. men who solve crimes. Yeah. You know. He's he summons he summons Poirot. Yes. No, I I don't think they're that similar to be honest. As someone who's probably watched every single version of fucking Poirot, isn't Poirot always like immaculately dressed? Yes. Yeah, that's it. Um, Columbo looks like he's woken up in a bush all okay, times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna steal a joke from the people over at Loading Ready Run, and say Agatha Fisty would be his persona. <laughs> Which is a close-range stand that punches things and solves crime in the shape of an old lady. His st his stand would be police brutality. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> no. It's not police. No, Agatha Christie was not a policewoman. No, she no, wasn't. She wasn't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But yeah. like punching information out of people. Yeah, she didn't do that either. Well, Agatha Fisty does. She just sat there judging people behind her knit yeah. <laughs> knitting needles and just <laughs> did the detective's job for them. Oh, uh, okay. So yeah, I I enjoyed that. Uh, it's always nice to find the crossover that you least expect, mm -hmm. and uh, have it be written in the way that you would expect the character from that crossover to act. Like, down to a tick. So, I don't know if we should call this author Irving IV or Irving Four, but looking at their works, also a Naoto and Kanji shipper, so seal of approval. Right yeah, there. top work. I will get back to you once I've played a Persona game. Perfect. With those in it. So, Grace, what did we learn today? I learned that I'm not going to have a right lot of work to do. 
I reckon we're going to be about an hour 30, an hour 35. We're on hour 20 now, so yeah. if you manage to get it to an hour 30, I'll be very <laughs> impressed. <laughs> I learned a lot about the Persona franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have time for additional banter, if you guys want to. Yeah, yeah. Shit for a bit. Oh, over time, additional banter. <laughs> over we've time. Been, we've been getting better <laughs> at episodes. Like, we've been making fairly short ones lately. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I sort of uh, learned enough about the Persona games that's it's made me curious, put it that way. Okay. For sort of finding out what all these games are about and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I asked you at the start who your favourite waifu or husbandos were. Mm. I think I'm going to redo this again to see if it's changed. Okay. So, Nick. Who is your favourite waifu and husbando of the Persona games? Now you've seen a bit more of the characters. Judging by the stuff that we've read tonight, it's probably Rise. Okay. Because I, I, I kind of felt a bit sorry for her. Because nobody needs to be alone on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. true. Uh, best boy? Columbo, definitely. <laughs> Columbo is your favourite <laughs> boy of the Persona franchise. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll let you know if I end up uh, playing one of the Persona games, but I think I'd like to. I kind of want to see the life simulator aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Like You're balancing your days in high school with um, either solving crimes or causing crimes, depending on which Persona game you're playing. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, isn't that what we all wanted to do in high school? Yeah. You know, as as I've said before, it's basically Rockstar's bully for weebs. Kind of. It certainly makes you miss the, um, I don't know, replaying Persona 4 as an adult made me miss kind of the high school days of summer and being able to just go out and do things with your pals. School was kind of nice in that respect because you didn't have to plan anything to see your mates. They were just there. Exactly. And if you wanted to do something afterwards, it's like, oh, hey, do you want to go down the park or do you want to come to my house and play video games? I mm-hmm. couldn't do that. I had to catch a bus into the middle of nowhere, where I lived. Mm. Or like, you know, my older brother's bo- uh, bottles of crate cider. Do you want to go around and do some serious underage drinking? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> Which we do not endorse. Persona 4 is a lot like that. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Only, only they don't break the law. Yeah. There is one bit where they all get drunk, and it turns out they were all just on placebos, and like it was the atmosphere of being in the place that <laughs> made them behave drunk. Because the end is like this isn't even alcohol; they're just <laughs> they're just high off the atmosphere. And I thought that was oh, quite no. fun. Pretending you're drunk. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it went. You've had a shandy, and now you're off your tits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Grace, have you got a favourite waifu or husbando, and has that changed? Well, my favourite waifu is now Goro, but Goro Akechi. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody else. Maybe we should be more inclusive. Nick, who is your favourite bottom? In the persona. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I know about so far is Reindeer Goro Akechi. Fair. <laughs> I suppose that makes it harder because we don't know, we can't establish who all the persona characters are in terms of are they a top or a bottom. Hmm. Except some of them, it's fairly obvious, like Yusuke. Fair enough. Maybe that's something we should do as next time we do, not for Persona, but next time we have like a small fandom, like we could just pull up the characters and be like top or bottom. <laughs> And that can be, like, our prediction thing. Yeah, that's it. It's like cock or ball, but less disgusting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we could put Switch on there if we're really not sure. Mm. Exactly. Top, bottom, or Switch. Mm-hmm. Your favourite waifu is now Akechi. I'm guessing that means your favourite husband is Ren. Uh, still Ryuji. Okay. Oh, Ryuji and... Ooh, I don't think I've seen any of that. I wouldn't put them together. Yeah. I think I like them separately. No, that's mm. fair. 
And then my only, like, uh, understanding of Goro is this fic and a couple of <laughs> others, so I don't think it's a very accurate portrayal. Fair. We probably should have sat down and watched the anime before we covered Persona. Yeah, probably. Mm. I apologise to you both for not sort of doing better preparation and springing right. this on you. That's fine. I mean, uh, sometimes it's kind of nice to um, discover something and to come at something from a completely outside perspective. Mm-hmm. Some of my favourite things are when people put... Someone who's not in the fandom, translate this image, and it'll be yes. like... <laughs> oh, That's very so true. Good. That's how I feel when I read fix. I'm not in the fandom of. I'm like, and then Gary Barlow did that to <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> mm. If that's not out there, authors, you know what to do. Oh no. <laughs> okay, hang on. Bear with me. Dinagonic, if you're listening. <laughs> oh no. Any author, if you're listening, <laughs> like we're always listening. We don't need to pin all our weird ideas on Dynagonic. No, but as somebody who would probably most be I up for it... I don't need encouragement. <laughs> I guess. Gary Barlow and Shrek in the Heartstopper universe. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> so I just typed Gary Barlow into the top. There's 500 fix found. What about Shrek? I'm not searching. That's a whole episode. Yeah, that's true. Uh, four. Yeah, just under 500 fix. Hmm. One of them's written in Chinese, which uh, I didn't expect him to have that much reach, but there you go. Yeah, take that, I guess. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I, I can't stop you. Because it's my decision now. <laughs> I like how it's like, it's neither I agree with your decision, I disagree with your decision, it's just I can't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just looking at this one. I found something unusual by an orphaned account. It's Gary Barlow getting an autism diagnosis. What? what? That's okay. weirdly specific. There's a fit called Stand By Me. It's by an orphaned account. Oh no, it's Robbie. After countless hours spent at a therapist's office, Robbie is finally given a chance to find out what's in his head as he gets an appointment with the nearest psychiatric treatment centre. Oh, so we've got autistic Robbie Williams. Yeah. <laughs> this is not his day. This is a persona day. Get back on persona. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I mentioned him as a joke and suddenly you went off on a take that tangent. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's amazing how easy it is to go off on tangents when you're not the one who has to edit it. <laughs> I see what you're doing here. Finally, after three years, I have my revenge. <laughs> and I'd like to say that that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining nope. us on the podcast. Nope. <laughs> nope. We'll see There's you still... next week. Shut up. There's still more we have to do. So, my husbando. Still Kanji. Hasn't changed. Still the best boy. Maybe one day I'll do a bonus episode where I just ramble incoherently about how Kanji is a fantastic character. <laughs> Favourite waifu? It... No, it's still Chie and Makoto. That's fair. Uh, they're, they're, they're joint first place. Punch girls. That's where it's at. That is fair. You do like your punch girls. Yeah. So, what are we doing next time? We haven't decided yet. I don't know. Let's have a think about timings, because we'll be recording it on the 12th or uh, 13th of November, and then it'll be going out on the 27th of November. So that means those dates are entirely insignificant to anybody, so we can do what we want. Yeah. yeah. Whose turn is it to pick a... I think it might be on you, Grace. Hmm. Oh. Uh, yeah, I feel like we haven't had a Grace episode in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I think the last Grace episode was The Untamed. Oh, yeah, it was. That was so, a long time ago. But it is the finale, so I think we should do something big. I thought the finale was December. December we're doing the Christmas special. Yeah, but we've got one before that, haven't we? Which is... No. 
We've got one more one more cycle, and then we'll be doing the Christmas special. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then we'll be having our uh, January traditional January hiatus. Mm. Hmm. I'll have to have a think. Okay. Hmm. So I was suggesting to Nick earlier either my suggestion was either going to be Star Wars or Sonic. Uh, but I've also been thinking about Harry Potter lately. So out of those, I I know Star Wars the least. Okay. <laughs> See, I I suggest Star Wars because we've not really done much sci-fi this year. That's not my problem. Shall we wrap this up and it'll be a surprise for the listeners? The visions dancing in my mind, the early dawn, the shades of time, twilight crawling through my We're not doing pain. twilight. I've, I have something planned for Twilight. We're going to do a big song and dance about it. We're all going to sit down and watch the four films. Probably record our reactions to it, and then we can post the actual Twilight. Twilight's got to be something special. Okay, fair enough. In that case, we don't actually know what we're going to be doing next time. It's going to be the finale, though, so it's going to be a big fandom. Join us for that. And I um, hope you enjoyed listening to us. If you did, tell us. We love hearing from people. Hmm. Like and subscribe, all of the nonsense that comes with the internet. We have a new show. We do. Fanfix and chill every Friday. Not every Friday, just the Fridays we have something to fanfic and chill about. Mm. Which is not going to be all the time. It's it's us doing full readings of fix. We have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, there's silly voices, sketchy accents, mm-hmm. sometimes singing. Yeah. Yeah. So if that's your thing, come hang out with us. And thank you again thank you for making it this far in what's going to end up as a dumpster fire of an edit <laughs> if it's if it's too bad i will be re-editing it <laughs> i will do my best i've i've already made up my mind that okay i'm i'll listen before it goes up but i i do your best i have faith in you yeah it, it'll it'll be fine i'm sure perfect and wish me luck because when this goes up i'll be bricking myself because uh, I'll be doing driving lessons the day after this goes up. Yeah, absolutely good luck. Um, And I really hope that it ushers in a new era of freedom where you can get in the car and drive somewhere without having to plan train journeys. That would be nice. And you can come up and see me more often. And I can come down and see you more often. Sure. There's nothing stopping you doing that now. Yeah, that's true. He just chooses not to. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. See you all soon, and I hope you enjoy whatever we've got planned next. Mm. Good night. Good night. Good night.